0: On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, the Model Y becomes the latest Tesla to ace its crash test in every category, a FUD-fueled attempt to drag Tesla's reputation and stock price down comes up empty, more Tesla models finally get a heated steering wheel, and more. friends. Ryan McCaffrey with you for episode 285 of Ride the Lightning, the weekly Tesla unofficial podcast for January 17th, 2021. Daisy the Boxer hanging out on the couch to my left, and it is yet another busy week of Tesla news. The year off to a quick start. The production line for the Model S and the Model X, just everybody's on pins and needles in the community wondering, is it finally going to be the refresh? Is this it? Uh, Word as of this recording on Friday the 15th is that the production lines have not restarted yet as they were scheduled to on Monday of this week, so whether that's more training going on, more tooling, more what have you, or all of the above, not sure, so we'll see what happens. Uh, One thing I, I would surmise is if there's going to be a refresh of one or both of these cars, Something that I look at in history with Tesla is the earnings call, which by the way is going to be announced this week. It's going to be on Wednesday, January 27th. Okay. That's coming up in two shows from now. It's two less than two weeks from when I'm recording this. It'll be two weeks uh, when you're from when you're hearing this as far as covering it on this podcast. Uh, So I'll have my usual recap and analysis then stay tuned for that. That'll be episode 287. But if you think back, Tesla does like to have good news and new things, announcements as part of earnings calls to help, you know, have the analysis and the the stock and everything, to help there be good news heading into an earnings report. I mean, they've had price drops in earnings call weeks. They've had uh, new autopilot software features roll out in those times. You can go back and document a number of things that have been announced or rolled out during those periods. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if the planets are finally going to align on this. But anyway, episode 287, two shows from now, we will learn more, certainly about Q1 earnings, and we'll see if we learn even more about the future of the Model S and the Model X. Real quick before I get to the rest of the Tesla news for the week, following up on the seven seat Model Y from last week and the lack of a performance variant available with the seven seats. Multiple reservation holders for the Model Y out in the Tesla community are reporting that Tesla contacted them this week and told them that Tesla will not be building that configuration and requested that they either ask for a refund of their deposit or switch to a long range seven seater instead. And I have here uh, what is purported to be Tesla's internal messaging on it I have to say purported because in this case, it wasn't sent to me directly, so I can't verify it. Although uh, I will say when I read this from the Tesla Motors Club forums from the person that posted it up there, it definitely sounds like the Tesla internal messaging on this stuff. It's it's consistent in the tone and style of the those emails that I have gotten a hold of directly before. So Tesla in their internal communication has sort of a, an FAQ about, about the seven-seat Model Y that they distribute to their sales and delivery staff so that they can answer customer questions. And so one of the questions listed in this document is, again, allegedly, why isn't the seven-seat configuration available on Model Y performance? And the answer that, that the uh, company is passing along to its employees to give to customers This simplifies production as we expect the vast majority of Model Y performance customers to continue to prefer the five seat interior, which provides the best handling dynamics, a core focus for these customers. Model Y long range is awfully quick, and it can be made even quicker by adding the acceleration boost upgrade. Model X is also a great alternative for some customers with ludicrous performance available for seven passengers. So basically, in short, they just don't forecast any demand for it and they have chosen not to introduce it as as additional complexity in the production line. Now, as I mentioned, you certainly can opt for a refund of your $2,500 deposit. Remember, it was $2,500 back when the Model Y was first unveiled. Now, and I have to say too, I was wrong about this one. You know, I, I'm certainly, my track record is not perfect. I do my best at, uh, using my my uh, long history with Tesla and my, <laughs> my uh, knowledge of the company. But yeah, I got this one wrong. I thought for sure that the lack of a seven seat performance Y would be a temporary thing. And while that may eventually prove to be the case, maybe I'll be right in time, odds are not. Uh, and certainly for the time being, The seven-seat performance Model Y is not in the cards. If you did want this, you could simply follow Tesla's advice, get the long range in the seven-seater, and then do that performance boost upgrade. I mean, you won't quite get down to the 3.5-second 0-to-60 time. You won't get the 21-inch Uber turbine wheels or the larger brakes and red calipers, but you'll get a decent bit of the way toward that performance for less money Uh, and you still will have that third row of seating, and your tires will last longer and be cheaper to replace. So there's, I guess, kind of a give and take there, depending on what you're after. But the bottom line, if you were holding out hope for a seven-seat Model Y performance, it is, unfortunately, not happening anytime soon. On to the news proper this week. First up, the uh, meritless short seller instigated attempt to drag Tesla's stock price down from a while back. And I think I know you're thinking as I say that, well, Ryan, which one? Well, I'll tell you here in a second. That attempt has predictably come up empty. This is a Reuters report that I spotted on the Tesla Motors Reddit. So a tip of the cap to the Tesla Reddit community. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, aka NHTSA, Said it would not grant a petition seeking a formal review of 662,000 Tesla vehicles for claims of sudden unintended acceleration. Remember this one? The sudden unintended acceleration? That the cars would just launch themselves through walls and into buildings? The U.S. auto safety regulator said its review of the December 2019 petition into 2012 to 2020 model year Model S, X, Y, and 3 vehicles which is literally all of them up to that point, uh, found the incidents cited, quote, were caused by pedal misapplication. NHTSA found no evidence of fault in the accelerator pedal assemblies, motor control systems, or brake systems that contributed to the cited incidents, end quote. So a big, big surprise there. Guess what? As Tesla's, you know, kind of quote unquote black box in the car (laughs) shows, the the, the accelerator pedal got hit. The car did not launch anywhere on its own. Uh, The Reuters piece concludes, the theory provided of a potential electronic cause of sudden unintended acceleration in the subject vehicles is based upon inaccurate assumptions about system design and log data. So in other words, as I've made pretty clear already, there was no there there, which of course is no surprise because... Uh, as I'm about to tell you, the Model Y is about to is joining its its uh, Tesla siblings in having a perfect crash test safety rating from the U.S. government. Now, that's not to say that cars with five star all around crash safety ratings never have a problem. They're not perfect, hardly. No car is. But again, this manufactured attempt to smear Tesla, to discredit Tesla, was. Complete BS right from the get-go. It was FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt of the malicious variety. And this NHTSA investigation yielded exactly zero evidence of a problem, uh, thus supporting my personal opinion that it was a malicious FUD attempt. Now, uh, as you all know by now, or if you've just looked at the stock price anytime lately, the short sellers and FUDsters have pretty much all been sent home at this point with their tail between their legs as Tesla has made a profit quarter after quarter now over the past year plus and seen its stock become so successful, just remember here, this is what's happened recently, just the role that Tesla's on, that despite the most despicable efforts of those FUDsters, Tesla was added to the S&P 500 last month and since its inclusion... In late December, the stock has continued on a meteoric rise. I mean, this the stock, to to just cross over and in elsewhere into the Elon verse, the stock has been like a Falcon 9 rocket, safely making it into orbit, leaving the short sellers who were grabbing onto the base of it, trying to hold it back down on Earth to keep it from going up. Those those people are all financially burned to a crisp, metaphorically speaking. as uh, as Tesla as a stock left our atmosphere. And quite frankly, I don't expect we're going to see a stunt like this again. I think those people have been pretty permanently silenced at this point by, again, not just the stock price, but the S&P status as well. All right, so as I mentioned there, the Model Y this week did get a five-star safety rating from NHTSA Uh, And I first saw this before Tesla announced it themselves on their own blog. I first spotted this on Drive Tesla Canada, so a tip of the cap to them, and they reported the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, aka once again NHTSA, awarded the electric SUV perfect scores in all categories including front and side crashes and rollover protection. It is important to note that some vehicles still receive a five-star overall safety rating but do not achieve perfect scores in every test which the Model Y, like its siblings, did. And while yes, as I say every now and again on this show, and uh, should be obvious from listening to it, I am a Tesla fanboy. That said, in this case, it can be objectively said that Tesla makes the safest cars on the road. The S, the 3, the X, And the y all achieving the highest ratings possible in every single category that the united states government tests for now as i mentioned tesla did put up a blog about this a little later this past week and here's an excerpt from that they said quote since the launch of model s in 2012 we have engineered every tesla around the same advanced architecture that maximizes occupant safety Today, Model Y, Tesla's mid-size sport utility vehicle, is the latest Tesla vehicle to earn a five-star safety rating in every category from NHTSA. As part of their 2020 new car assessment program, NHTSA tested Model Y long-range all-wheel drive. We expect similar results for all Model Y variants, including our performance all-wheel drive and single motor rear-wheel drive variants in the future. NHTSA's assessment determined that Model Y has a rollover risk of 7.9%, the lowest of any SUV recorded to date by the organization. Stop, let me read that one more time. The Model Y has a rollover risk of 7.9%, the lowest of any SUV that NHTSA has ever tested. That is pretty impressive. You know, one thing I actually don't have in my notes that just from reading that again, I want to stop and, and take note of. Maybe it flagged in your in your brain, too, after you heard it. Let's go back to that Tesla blog. They said, uh, they expect the same, we expect similar results for all Model Y variants, including our performance all-wheel drive. Okay, that's a specific Tesla Model Y. And single-motor rear-wheel drive variants in the future, Me- n- meaning not, rear-wheel-drive variants in the future, but the future referring to testing those variants in the future. But still, the fact that they name-checked the specific performance Model Y, but they didn't say standard range Model Y. They said single-motor rear-wheel-drive variants. So maybe, maybe I'll end up wrong again, which will make many of you happy in this case. (laughs) Maybe I'll end up wrong again again, and the long range rear wheel drive Model Y is going to get made after all. Cause that, that, I just find that to be very particular wording given they could have just said in, you know, we, ex- they could have just ended that after we expect similar results for all Model Y variants, but then they named the the performance and, and then left it open on the, the rear wheel drive. So very interesting there. Anyway, uh, with regard to this crash test report, this crash test rating, as I've said before, uh, this is the beauty of Tesla. And, uh, and what I'm, what I mean by that is, I w- in fact, I was talking about this, a, uh, a CNN reporter reached out to me this past week and wanted to interview me for a story about Tesla and people doing podcasts and YouTube channels about Tesla. I, I will let you know if, and when that comes out, if you're interested in reading it. Uh, but, but what I was talking about that I think that, that comes back to the front of mind here is that I think one reason why Tesla has so many enthusiastic fans out there like me and like all of you, if you're listening to this, is because you can come into Tesla, you can come into the tent from a few different angles. Let's say, take a Corvette, for example. Incredible car. The C8 is car of the year in the eyes of many. It's won a lot of awards. It is, by all accounts, a wonderful vehicle. It's it's an American sports car with darn near supercar level performance and it starts at an incredible $60,000. I mean that's that's amazing. This the Corvette's wonderful. But respectfully just for the point I'm making here you're really only going to go after a Corvette for its performance. You're not coming at a Corvette for its safety. I'm not saying it's unsafe, but you're not you're not buying that car for safety. You're not buying it for cargo capacity you're buying I mean it's a sports car you're buying it for, for performance but Tesla's on the other hand, even though all of them can be you know th- they're not all sports cars they all can be <laughs> and that's sort of the point Tesla you know uh, it, Tesla appeals to people like me who are interested in performance I mean the, the in Tesla's case the roller coaster like acceleration of these cars other people, are drawn to it for the technology, including autopilot and and the ongoing development of full self-driving. Still others come to Tesla for environmental or, you know, clean energy reasons, emissions reasons, the, the zero emissions factor of the cars. And there are others who just want their families in the safest cars on the road. And so, as the Model Y now maintains Tesla's perfect record in American crash test ratings, uh, that, that, you know, that's another reason you can come in and, and, and from safety. So Teslas can be so many things. They, and they are so many things. They are safe. They are, uh, high technology. They are, uh, a leader in autonomous driving and driver assistance technology. They are high performance. You can get all of it in one car, whether it's the S, the X, the three or the Y it's, it's pretty fantastic when you think about it. And yes, I know, this is my Tesla fan, my inner Tesla fanboy talking again but but that just uh that struck me when i was uh when I was sort of thinking about this this uh, latest perfect crash test score for Tesla. Speaking of safety, Tesla has released its latest autopilot safety report. this uh, and I you know, they've got the whole thing up there, but I just want to zero in particularly on the newest numbers, which are from the just completed fourth quarter of 2020 where Tesla notes in the fourth quarter, we registered one accident for every 3.45 million miles driven in which drivers had autopilot engaged for those driving without autopilot, but with our active safety features, which I think is the rest of the fleet. I mean, that's, I think that that's just everybody. We registered one accident for every 2.05 million miles driven. Uh, For those, well, no, I guess that's not everybody because for those driving without autopilot and without our active safety features, we registered one accident for every 1.27 million miles driven. So if you kind of picture that line graph in your head moving down and Tesla notes, by comparison, NHTSA's most recent data shows that in the United States, there is an automobile crash every 484,000 miles. So, compared to, uh, compared year over year specifically, so thus comparing to Q4 of 2019, which had one accident per 3.07 million miles on autopilot, one for every 2.1 of no autopilot uh, with the safety features. So, comparing than to non-tesla vehicles. This suggests that Teslas with autopilot activated avoid accidents 7 times better than other cars or are at least maybe not that's not the right way to phrase it. They are in in an accident 7 times less often than any other car. So that's pretty impressive. Particularly it's worth noting that the Tesla fleet got a whole lot larger over the past year, but the accident numbers got better. One accident per 3.07 million miles driven on autopilot in Q4 2019, and it was 3.45 million miles, one for every 3.45 million in Q4 of 2020. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, and if you wanna kinda try to dig into this a little more, arguably autopilot's biggest new trick since Q4 2019, so that, that, that was there in Q4 2020 that wasn't there in Q4 2019, is the ability to use autopilot on city streets with the stoplight and stop sign recognition. Now, of course, before, prior to that, you technically could use it on city streets before those came online, but it was never encouraged. Tesla just, you know, it was, it was really a freeway thing highway thing. Now, however, I would say Tesla pretty happily encourages you to use it on city streets. So that is a not insignificant change in the amount and type of autopilot usage. And I'll tell you, as such, I think that makes the fact that the numbers got even better year over year, even more impressive. And what will be really interesting is coming back In another year from now, if indeed Q4 2020 proves to be the last quarter where the fleet at large doesn't have the city streets full self-driving software that's in uh, a limited public beta now, and it'll be interesting to compare this major, major new functionality uh, to what the autopilot safety safety data looked like before that, so... It's going to be interesting to compare Q4 2020 to Q4 2021. Next up this week, a heated steering wheel is now on all new Model Ys, including the standard range. There is no, nothing's held back in that department on the standard range. You will get a heated wheel regardless of which Model Y you buy from here on out. Twitter user TheKilowatts posted video proof that the heated steering wheel is in uh, the standard range Model Y, which means, of course, as I said, it's in all of the other new Model Y coming off the production line as of now as well. Presumably here, the Model 3 will also be included in this. Still waiting for confirmation on that, though, so don't get quite, don't assume it just yet, It's not been confirmed, still looking for a a, a lock, still waiting for some sort of absolute confirmation on that, but either the 3 is also getting it right now, or on the Model 3 production line, they're just running through their existing parts bin of the old non-heated steering wheels before they switch over to the new heated steering wheel here in Fremont. And again, as soon as I get any word from my contacts at Tesla service about whether or not older Model 3s and Model Ys can get the new steering wheel retrofitted, and if so, at what price, I will most certainly let you know because I know that a lot of you out there are interested in adding that heated steering wheel to your car. Finally this week, first in 2019, we had Autonomy Day, then in 2020, we had Battery Day. In 2021, according to Elon Musk, we might get AI Day. Elon took to Twitter this week to say, very simply, maybe a Tesla AI Day later this year. And I have to say, thinking about that possibility, the autopilot boss, Andre Carpathy uh, would be the star of that show, similar to how Drew Baglino was the star of Battery Day last September, and I would imagine the objective of any AI day would be to show off the machine learning capabilities of Tesla's Dojo project that they've been working on, as well as the neural network. And I have to th- imagine that that if they do indeed stage an AI day, that it would happen after the city streets full self-driving software is already released to the fleet at large. Since, of course, I mean, that should be happening sooner rather than later anyway, but it would be neat to hear about the Dojo secret sauce and what they're up to with that, because Dojo, if you if you either don't know or don't recall from previous episodes, because this hasn't been talked about in a while now, Dojo is uh, intended to help the autopilot software and, and full self-driving improve very rapidly compared to the pace at which it's improving now. It's That's really the the overarching general goal of it. And Andre Karpathy, I might add, he is on my Tesla executive interview wish list. I was very lucky, of course, to get Elon Musk on the podcast here back on episode 200 and then 20 shows later on episode 220, Franz von Holzhausen. But I would love to sit down with Andre Karpathy. That That would be fun. It would be a challenge for me because I feel like I mean, just listening to him speak and give presentations, and obviously just given his job, his brain operates on a mathematical plane that my puny, like, English literature brain doesn't doesn't operate on, but I'd love to sit down and talk to him sometime, that would be fun, and I'll, I'll even note while I'm talking about this, Jerome Guillen is also on my list, He's, I mean, if you're not familiar, he's not only a longtime veteran of Tesla at this point, Jerome is the head of all of automotive now. He's been bumped up over the years. And he specifically is heading up the Tesla Semi project. So those are, those are two, two uh, Tesla execs I'd love to sit down with at some point, should I ever be so fortunate to get the opportunity. But anyway, uh, here's hoping that AI Day does indeed happen in, you know, maybe the summer or so. In fact, maybe they'll decide to piggyback it on the shareholder meeting again, like they ended up doing, not by choice, but the way they ended up doing with Battery Day this past year in 2020. We shall see. All right, well, with that, that's everything happening in the world of Tesla this past week, but stick with me. I've got plenty of your awesome phone calls lined up in the Ride the Lightning hotline coming up right after this. All right, it's time to hear from you in the Ride the Lightning hotline. Call in in one of two easy ways. I'd love to hear from you if you want to talk Tesla, if you've got a question, comment, or discussion topic. Either use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software, record your question, please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less so that I can get to as many calls each week as possible, and then email that file to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com, or you can call in and leave a message on the Ride the Lightning hotline. That toll-free number that you can dial anytime is 1-888-989-8752. Again, that's 1-888-989-TSLA. And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. TJ in Arizona will kick us off talking about the Tesla Semi's extra repeater camera from last week. Go ahead, TJ. Hey, Ryan, TJ in Arizona here. Calling about the semi-truck extra side repeater camera. My guess would be, even though I'm not a trucker myself, that that extra camera is for right turns. Uh, At least in left-hand drive countries, I know the trucks sometimes have to make extra wide right turns so that they don't run into corners, and you don't run into that with a left-hand turn in a left-hand drive country. Uh, Just my two cents, thanks, bye. TJ, that makes a ton of sense. And in fact, you've jogged my memory that I've seen the, this vehicle makes wide right turn sign on the back of semi-trucks a million times. I've seen that sign a million times. So I suspect that you've got it exactly right. Thank you very much for calling in on that. Also a tip of the hat to Eric from Australia, who called in with something similar? Uh, Eric, TJ beat you to it, so I played his call. But Eric, uh, as a professional truck driver, suggested uh, that it could be the driver's entire visibility. Those cam- all these cameras, and uh, and and thus on those right turns, it's helpful, particularly if the if the uh, semi is able to enter the market without any side view mirrors, which of course Tesla wants for additional aerodynamic efficiency and thus longer range. Whether it can actually come to market without side view mirrors remains to be seen but, uh, if it and if it doesn't happen at launch, it might happen eventually, so better to have the cameras there, but uh, TJ, good stuff. Eric, thank you as well. Mark from Detroit is up next. Go ahead, Mark.
1: Hey Ryan, this is Mark from Detroit. I have been listening to your podcast since the beginning and I enjoy it and I just wanted to give you, um, A suggestion that I think may benefit some of us uh, owners of Tesla's who use car washes frequently. What I've noticed is that a couple of times over the last year my windshield wipers click on and I subsequently have my windshield wiper get broken by the car wash. Well the problem with that is a Model X doesn't have an easy windshield wiper to just replace and I had to make service appointments for both of them which is a little bit of an inconvenience. So my thought is that if your car is in neutral, that your windshield wipers will not be activated. You can call it uh, automatic car wash uh, mode or something like that. Just a thought I, I thought I would throw out there and maybe somebody from Tesla will hear it and uh, include it in one of the updates. Thanks for all you do. appreciate it and have a great New Year.
0: Mark, I am happy to play your call because it is an excellent suggestion. You know, you're not the first person to have had a problem with your wipers in an automatic car wash, but your solution is the simplest and uh, seemingly most just practical one that I've heard so far. Even, I will say, of course, I'm not a software engineer, but it seems like it would be pretty darn easy to implement. If car in neutral, then disable wipers. Other people out there have suggested a car wash mode, which... Maybe this really would be all a car wash mode needs is if car in neutral, then disable wipers. But regardless, thank you so much for sending this in. Let me go now to Lorenzo from Portugal.
2: Hi, Ryan. It's Lorenzo from Portugal. Um, First off, Happy New Year. I hope you and everyone around you is doing great in keeping safe. My question is regarding uh, something that disappeared after the new software updates with this new UI. Whenever I'm going into parking garages and tight places, I usually turn off the beeping sounds from the sensors. Uh, as you know, uh, once you get close enough to something, the car beeps and there used to be a volume icon that appeared on the left side of the screen to mute that beeping. Um, I find it very useful, for example, when my son is asleep in the car. Uh, the problem is that uh, now I can't seem to find that volume button anywhere that allowed, that used to allow us to mute those beeps. Um, so I'm just reaching out to, to the Lighting community to see if uh, someone out there has any clue about this. Thank you and keep up the great work.
0: Thank you, Lorenzo. I confess I hadn't even noticed that this disappeared. I mean, I see why you'd want to use it in your case. And perhaps if it is really gone, and by the way, if it's not, I would appreciate anybody out there who knows how to mute it to call in or email me so that I can pass that along to Lorenzo and anybody else interested. But uh, yeah, if it is really gone, then you know you, you do have at least a fallback option. You've got something, even if it's not quite what you're looking for. And that is Joe mode. You could turn on Joe mode for at least some relief from the volume. ...on it, just not a full mute. Uh, we'll see if the Tesla community out there, the Ride the Lightning community, knows something I don't. And if it turns out that it has been omitted somehow, which, I don't know, I can see how stuff like that could fall through the cracks from time to time... ...on, on a major new UI, uh, you know, update, on a, on a new software update. Then hopefully Tesla hears this, somebody at Tesla hears this and goes, whoops, and they put it back in, in a future update... Cheers, Lorenzo. Uh, next up, we have an anonymous uh, young man with a really intriguing suggestion.
3: Good afternoon, Ryan. I was just thinking if maybe they could use the wreckage of Starship Serial Number 8 to make a Cybertruck. I think that would be a really cool idea. They could put it in a museum, or they could just sell it. You could probably make several Cybertrucks out of it, too, so maybe the first couple production ones, or if there's a founder Series Cybertruck, that would be really cool. Thank you. Thank you for the podcast. Bye.
0: I have to tell you, I love this idea, assuming, of course, that the stainless steel is in good enough structural condition to be safe to use on the Cybertruck. I even like the idea of using them in a founder Series, but I'll take it a step further than that. How about this? How about... It's a SpaceX series, and they're only available to SpaceX employees. Because, you know, they're probably not going to be able to build too many of them out of the uh, SN8 scraps. So I think it would be only right and fair for the SpaceX employees who might be interested in the Cybertruck to have access to that. Maybe even if there's enough SpaceX employees that want it, there's just some sort of, like, internal lottery system or something. So are you listening out there, Elon? This young listener has an excellent idea here. Thank you so much for calling in. Let me go next to Daniel in Orange County. Hi, Ryan. This is Daniel from Orange County. I have a suggestion to Elon Musk for people like me. Sometimes I forget to plug my car in and I don't realize it until the morning. I was thinking if your car
1: detects that it's home after a certain period of time or after a certain time in the evening, maybe you can get an alert on your phone saying, Reminder
0: love your car and so I would like to hear your opinion on
1: that. Thank you. Great podcast. Love it. Bye-bye.
0: Well, another caller, another excellent idea. See, this is why I love this part of the podcast every single week. Daniel, thank you so much. Yeah, you know, the the car knows you're at home via GPS. It also knows your home address It can fold the mirrors at home or raise the air suspension at home. If you've got an S or an X with air suspension, I would think there's no reason it couldn't do exactly what you're suggesting. Heck, it already sends you push notifications. If you walk away from the car with the frunk trunk or one of the more of the doors or windows open. So why not this too? Great call here, Daniel. Uh, Tesla, I really hope people from Tesla are listening and taking some good notes this week because the Ride the Lightning hotline has been chock full of good ideas. Thank you again, Daniel. Next up, Christy from Austin. Go ahead, Christy.
4: It's Christy from Austin. Wanted to call and wish you a happy new year. Sorry to hear about the new damage to your car, but it sounds like you'll be able to get both fixed. The PPF probably did its job, and you'd be impressed with some of the repairs I've seen on curb rash to wheels. So hopefully that can get taken care of as well. In response to the caller from last week, um, just like Darren, I also do not have the pedestrian warning speaker on my Model Y. I did a little research to figure out why this was because I did take delivery uh, just recently in September of 2020. Um, But as it turns out, my car was manufactured in August of 2020 and the rule didn't go into effect for 100% of vehicles manufactured until September 2020. September 19, uh, the manufacturers had to have 50% of the vehicles produced with that speaker, but it wasn't until 2020 that 100% of the um, vehicles manufactured required it. So we just missed out by a few weeks, unfortunately. So no fun for the Y with the noises, but Anyways, um, with regards to Brad's comment, I think it's awesome. Um, I think Tesla really should take advantage of doing factory deliveries here in Texas. It would be a perfect opportunity. And I think the Austin Owners Club would be very supportive of all sorts of events and uh, ways to make it a pilgrimage here to the Tesla Texas factory. Wow, that's hard to say. Um, So anyways, one last comment on Texas. When I took delivery of the Y, it was the first time we had bought a vehicle out of the state of California. And um, it didn't have to have full payment when it left the factory, but it did have to have full payment before it crossed Texas state border. So there's actually a lot in Arizona where they stash cars that are waiting to be delivered to these states that don't allow direct sales. So my car had already started shipping I arranged for the financing to be completed, and then my car didn't even have to stop in Arizona, but that was the backup plan if there was any delays with the paperwork or the loan. Um, And then we were able to take delivery directly from the Austin Service Center. So anyways, uh, hopefully that law changes soon so that everybody can come here to Texas and pick up their new Cybertrucks. We can't wait. Talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Christy, thank you as always for your great calls. Uh, I appreciate the couple of corrections there. I honestly do. I I very much apologize for having that information mostly right, but not 100% right. As you know, I know you've been listening for a while. I certainly do my best to get this stuff 100% right. So good to know on the current Texas Tesla delivery and payment situation as well as the pedestrian warning speaker thing there as well. Uh, Now we do know for sure, at least, that from, from this point on, that all the cars are required to have them. Thank you very much for educating me. And I'm gonna go next to Jonathan from Hampshire in England. Go ahead, Jonathan.
5: Hello, Ryan. This is Jonathan in Hampshire, England. Regarding the Model Y, In the UK. Although SUVs are not the most popular cars over here, hatchbacks, what we call hatchbacks, are very popular. That's a car where the whole back opens up to allow for plenty of luggage space. The Model Y will certainly fulfill that criteria and I anticipate that when the Y arrives in the UK it will easily outsell the Model 3. My wife has a Model 3, and she is thinking of changing it to Y when they arrive here. I myself will stay with my Model X, which I love. Thanks for a great show. Bye for now.
0: Jonathan, thank you for the insight on this. And I'm not sure if these little daisy snores are being picked up by the microphone, but if you hear a a snoring kind of sound piping in a little bit here and there, that's what it is. Uh, Anyway, Jonathan, I certainly hope you're right, and that the Y does outsell the three in the UK. I mean, remember, Elon has repeatedly said that he expects Model Y demand and production to outpace the three, and perhaps uh, this will be the year where we see that come to fruition. I mean, if not this year, 2022 for sure, like 95% for sure, because next year in 2022, The Y will be in production in four factories, Fremont, Shanghai, Texas, and Berlin, whereas in 2022, the Model 3 will, quote-unquote, only, in air quotes, in comparison, be made in two of those, Fremont and Shanghai, unless at some point in 2022, the Model 3 production there, uh, in, in Berlin, pardon me, the Model 3 production in Berlin comes along quicker than I am personally expecting, because remember, they have said that they intend to start with the Model Y in Berlin. But uh, even in that case, even if Berlin does have the 3 coming off the assembly line, that's still one fewer manufacturing location. The Y will still be made, for sure, in more places than the 3 come 2022. So uh, good stuff, as always, from you, Jonathan. Let's keep it rolling. Let's see, we got uh, three more callers. Next up is Brad from Minnesota. Hey, Ryan, Brad from Minnesota. If you had to look into your Tesla crystal ball, when do you think the long-range all-wheel drive Model 3 in the U.S. will have a heated steering wheel and updated console design that the performance versions of the 3 and Y seem to have currently in China? Not sure if the long-range all-wheel drive products in China also have the heated wheel and updated console design, but I just really want to know when... Do you think Tesla will release those versions or those updates for the long-range auto-drive in the U.S.? Crystal of all time. Thanks, Ryan. Bye-bye. Well, Brad, as you heard earlier in the podcast, you got halfway to your wish. <laughs> the Model Y is now shipping with the heated steering wheel. And as you heard me say earlier in the show, we are waiting for confirmation on whether or not the new build Model 3s also have it. But if they don't, as I said, I mean, if they don't, There's just no way that the Y is going to have it and the 3 isn't. I mean, they are just such fundamentally similar cars. They're siblings. They are are sibling cars. They're not cousin cars. They are of direct blood relations. So uh, I do suspect it is going to be imminent if it's not already happening. So uh, not, not much of a crystal ball needed, as it turns out. I know your call was sent before the news of the Model Y uh, having the heated steering wheel had had broken, so nevertheless, wanted to play your call uh, and at least try to reassure you a little bit that as you as you have seen now, it should be very, very soon. Thank you very much uh John from England is next go ahead john hi ryan
2: it 's John from Shropshire, England, here, calling to say happy New Year and tell you about my Model three extended range and self drive that arrived in December. Um, It's pretty much exactly as I expected, based upon everything I've learned from this podcast. Uh, All the tech, all the functions it does are absolutely fascinating. I can also confirm it does not like roundabouts, almost offended by their temerity to exist, if anything. I think what I'm most astonished about is simply how good a driving car it is, how well it handles the road. Uh, Plenty of mud, water, ice and snow where I live this time of year, it just takes it all in its stride. Um, That's pretty much it. I just echo what others have said. Uh, Thank you on your high journalistic standards. And you mentioned about riding your roadster when you get it. How about Dog Walks with Daisy? That'd be awesome. All right, all the best. Thank you. Bye.
0: John, congratulations on your Model 3, and I am thrilled to hear that it's living up to your expectations, or perhaps even exceeding them thus far. I know... For me, uh, it was such a long wait uh, that when I finally got the car, there is that little thing, little voice in the back of your head that goes, can this possibly be as good as the anticipation of it? You know, not, not a lot of things in life that you wait a long time for end up actually meeting or exceeding that anticipatory phase. But for me, my Model 3 absolutely has, and, and I hope that yours has too. Uh, now, I've been so spoiled by my Model 3 for the past two and a half years now that I, I really appreciated your call because you have kindly reminded me of exactly how I felt when I first got the car, and that was blown away. I mean, these really are amazing vehicles. Here's my Tesla fanboy hat going back on, but seriously, like, I don't I don't say that dismissively toward any other car, but just, you know, in and of themselves... Tesla's are amazing vehicles, and and the Model 3 is just a phenomenal car. And you you nostalgically putting me back into that new owner mindset uh, reminds me, too, that Tesla still hasn't spent a dime on mainstream advertising. Think about that for a second. If and when Tesla has the production capacity where they would advertise in order to drive more demand... There's really a massive untapped market out there of people who still don't really have any idea about Tesla or at best might know about them but just have no idea what the cars really are all about or how good of a car the Model 3 is. And so the future of Tesla is bright indeed in my humble opinion. And by the way, John, if you are ever in my neck of the woods, I would be absolutely delighted to take you along on a daisy walk. Thanks so much for your call. And one more caller for the week, last and certainly not at all least, Eric from Vermont.
3: Hey, Ryan, Eric from Vermont here. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the Tesla Referral Awards program. Uh, On the one side, I can see people like yourself who take the time to promote the mission and educate Tesla owners uh, do deserve a a gift as great as a roadster. Um, but you know, then there's maybe folks like my wife and I who, you know, we get one referral a year and, uh, we'd like to try and use the free supercharger miles, but, uh, there's a pandemic and, you know, we have kids and it's hard to line up a road trip. And, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, the expiration makes it tough to, uh, make use of that. And I, could you know clearly go down to my local supercharger and just uh fill up so to speak and and try and get your money's worth but it seems like a waste of time the the supercharger resources and um and just not really the purpose of what they were trying to do which is get people to go exploring on free electricity and sort of promote the brand um so anyway i'm just wondering uh, what you if anything you would do to change the referral program i thought was at least maybe if the owner itself could decide when that six month clock started or if tesla was really feeling generous just don't have the miles expire um you know we're all trying to uh, as ev owners trying to cut through the fud and get butts in seats so that uh you know more people switch to electric and um you know, I think it'd be best for Tesla uh, to make sure that the advocates are, you know, uh, doing what they can to uh, to help the brand. Anyway, uh, interested in your
0: thoughts. Thanks. Eric, I think that is a great suggestion. As I mentioned earlier, I am neither a programmer nor a software engineer, but I would think that it would be fairly trivial for Tesla to allow you to start the clock on those referral miles Whenever you wanted to, rather than just having no control over it at all. I think it'd be pretty cool to gamify it in order to encourage more driving, too, which it seemed like Tesla was going to do for a while, or at the very least, Elon had talked about that on Twitter. I know that was a thing that my friend Trevor from Tesla Owners Online had brought up and got. Uh, a response or two from Elon on that. But, you know, something I'm talking about, something like giving you like an in-car passport book that you'd get unique, you know, quote unquote stamps with at each supercharger you visited. And then maybe, you know, the gamification could be where if you visit superchargers in five states, you'd get uh, free you know, I don't know, 500 miles worth of supercharger juice, or maybe it's only 50, I don't know, something, Some, a little bit of free supercharger mileage, or, you know, if you visited five or more in one day, you'd get a little something, or if you, if you visited all the superchargers in a particular state or something, stuff like that. I think that could be a really fun way to encourage more EV travel. Thank you so much for your call, Eric. And thanks to all of you who kindly took the time to call in. Again, I invite you, I welcome you to call into the Ride the Lightning hotline using either of the two fairly simple methods that I outlined at the top of this segment. And with that, I'll take a quick little pause and come back. But there's some more podcasts to go. So stick around for the pro tip of the week and more right after this.
6: This is Steve Downs. The voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. You're listening to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast. You know, that Cybertruck looks a lot like a warthog, doesn't it? Master Chief, out.
0: Before I play the pro tip of the week, I want to tell you what's going on with my car this week. And in fact, uh, if you saw my car, you'd kind of look at it a little like head sideways and go, what? Because if you look at the bottom part of my windshield on the passenger side, you will see there is some blue painter's tape down there. And you're like, Ryan, what are you doing? So I have had a very annoying kind of squeak, whistly sound for, I don't know, for a while now. It wasn't always there, but it's been there for a while. And I've just been wondering, like, what the heck is that? It's it's at really at only at high highway speed, higher speeds, and so I thought, okay, this sounds like it's like air getting in somewhere. I mean, it's it's not a rattle, so I wonder. So I'm, I'm I get out of the car finally this week, and uh, or actually it was last week. I'm like, let me let me take a look at this. Like, what is there an obvious spot where maybe this could be a, a an identifiable thing? And sure enough, the cowling cover, which is the plastic piece of trim that's right at the bottom of the windshield, on the passenger side, it was like, I can't tell if it's just misaligned or if it's cracked or something, but, so I don't know how it got that way. Obviously, I've never touched that, so I don't know if uh, if it somehow was damaged or if Tesla... Uh, you know, kind of didn't install it again properly after doing some work in there whenever it would have had some service center thing. I don't know. I'm not looking to blame anybody, but I was like, okay, well, there's a, there's this gap right here and I could see, you know, it's just right at the bottom of the windshield. Maybe there is air kind of getting down in here at speed and causing this sound. So I just grabbed some blue painter's tape, put it, you know, put it on there, covered it up and then hit the road Back on the freeway, uh, and just with the with no music, just quietly, and and I've been driving around that way for <laughs> like a couple weeks, and sure enough, the sound is gone. So I went ahead and made a service appointment for that, and they unfortunately they were supposed to have come uh, to the house. Mobile service was going to come out yesterday, but I got word that the part had not the new part had not yet arrived. So they are going to replace the part, which is nice. So they'll be back uh, hopefully next week and then uh, it'll be good to get that replaced. But it's just, I don't know, I am i have to say, as, as enthusiastic as I am about cars in general and my DeLorean before this and my Tesla now, I've always been terrible with mechanical stuff. Like, the simplest, silliest thing, I'm just, like, comically inept at it. And so I, I just felt good about myself that I actually... Properly identified this and <laughs> and was able to to solve it. So anyway, it'd be nice to have one less, you know, squeak slash rattle. Uh, I mean, I don't really have many. There's a there's a couple little ones like subtle enough where it doesn't make me want to make a service appointment. But s- something's in the back, like I don't know if it's in the trunk or something. But anyway, this was this one was definitely annoying me because it was closer to my ear. But uh, it will be. Permanently fixed soon. All right, pro tip of the week time. Somi from Vancouver, Canada. Go ahead, Somi.
6: Hi, Ryan. Uh, I have a tip to offer you. I'm not sure how well known it is. I know it's not in the manual. Um, so, this is about navigating to uh, somewhere where it has m- multiple locations. So, say if I um, say the navigation, you know, navigate to Costco, for example. Uh, a list will show up in the navigation screen and uh, show me all the lists uh, location list or show me all the locations um, and so at times if you locate the you know the one that you want to go to and tap on it uh, sometimes it'll just go ahead and set the route other times what it'll do is pan to that particular location in the map and open the information the sub sub-window for the information about that location, and in that window is another arrow that you tap uh, to make it locate there. Um, So the tip is that you can skip all of those secondary steps and just literally double-tap the location in the uh, initial list, and it will just go ahead and navigate to that location. Um, And so for me, because I'm often changing my route or saying this basically while i'm driving you know any reason to not have to take my eyes off the road i believe is is a safety advantage and so i just wanted to offer that out there to anyone who uh who that might help anyway that's all thanks
0: somi thank you so much i did not know that one and that's part of the reason that i love the pro tip of the week segment of this show because hey, I hope I can be helpful and and give all of you things that you may not have heard or known, I am very much in that same boat. There's plenty of stuff that I learned from uh, from your calls on this too. So thank you very much. And if uh, you out there, anybody else has a pro tip of the week, something like this that is not obvious, that's uh, that you've discovered about the car that you think is worth sharing with your fellow owners and enthusiasts, give me a call. You just send in The pro tip, the same way that you send in a hotline call, and I gave you the instructions for that on the last segment. And with that, let me just say hello to some friends of the podcast that maybe can help you out uh, in your your Tesla experience. I'll start with abstractocean.com, the purveyors of many, many, many fine Tesla products from the tempered glass screen protectors, to the uh, vinyl uh, wrap kits for the center console on the model, the older Model 3s and Model Ys, to the new rear footwell lighting kit and the drop-in cup holder stabilizer, all of that stuff and much, much more. Check it out, abstractocean.com and use the coupon code RTLPODCAST at checkout and you will get yourself 15% off of your first order. Meanwhile, Immaculate Reflections is ready and willing and able to get your car looking its best for both the short and the long term. I uh, adore Jeff. He is an incredible human being and and a very, very talented detailer. He's taken great care of me and my car. And there is a discount at Immaculate Reflections if you mention that you are a listener of this podcast. So... If you and or your car are going to be in the San Francisco Bay Area and you'd like some attention, you'd like a spa day for your car, maybe a spa week, depending on uh, the extent of things you'd like done, whether it's paint correction, paint protection film on some or all of the car, uh, and or ceramic coating, all of that and much more at Immaculate Reflections. Get in touch or check out more at the official website there, which is irdetailing com. How about Jada? My friends at Jada, they've uh, got the wonderful USB uh, hub for the Model 3 and the Model Y to add some extra USB charging ports to the car, as well as, uh, and some of those are USB-C ports. And in addition, there's a cool like dummy door on the back of it because it sits in the forward most part of your, of your USB. It plugs into those two USB ports where normally you just plug cables or plug the the um, the wireless charging hub, the, or excuse me, the, the wireless charging pad, and then the, so the hub goes there and it gives you a whole bunch more ports. So anyway, if you're interested in either the wireless charging pad, which I highly recommend, if you don't already have it built into your Tesla, or the USB hub, you can get one, along with a discount on that by using the coupon code RideTheLightning by going to the following referral link, getjada.com slash R-E-F slash 8, and Jada spelled J-E-D-A. puretesla.com slash RTL. Get your dash cam and sentry mode needs taken care of in one fell swoop. 49 bucks for the 128 gigabyte kit, which is what I'm using, or if you want to step up to the 256 gig kit, that's $69, it comes fully formatted and ready to go, works with Mac or PC, free shipping anywhere in the US, but they will ship anywhere worldwide, again, puretesla.com slash RTL, could not recommend that more, Uh, and then, what else do we have here, I think, ah, the snap plate, of course, how could I forget, livingtesla.com slash RTL, that's the URL to use, if you need a front license plate, one that is, uh, it can snap on and off in seconds, but of course stays on securely. It's paint safe, grill safe, radiator safe, autopilot safe. It can come on and off no problem with the included tool that maybe you just keep in your glove box or center console. Take it off for car shows. Take it off while you're cleaning it. Put it back on while you're parked at parking meters to avoid tickets, etc., etc. LivingTesla.com slash RTL. And finally, there is my Patreon. I do work hard on this podcast. Uh, I do my very best to get it out every single week, which I have done. 285 shows plus a couple of extras in uh, the same amount of time. So, you know, if at some point, whether it's now or if you're a newer listener, maybe I I still need to earn your trust. I completely understand that. But maybe, uh, again, at some point now or down the road, you might see fit to support me and my efforts here on Patreon. You can find all the information for that uh, at patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. There are different tier levels that you can back at, starting at just 5 bucks a month, and that will get you early access to the podcast. And then as you go up from there, the benefits stack. There's the bonus episode after that. There's the shout out after that. There's the uh, Google Hangout, et cetera, et cetera. It does keep going. So, again, patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. And on that note, let me say hi to the plaid and maximum plaid level supporters that do get their name shouted out as part of their uh, perks each and every month that they're supporting me. I want to start with the newest maximum plaid backer, upgrading from the plaid tier to maximum plaid now. Kaz Barnes, thank you so much, Kaz, I appreciate your continued support, along with the rest of the Maximum Plaid crew, Pete White, Danny Nelson, Jonathan Wales, Fernando Cordero, Sean Neidig, Cameron Clark, Daniel Grummer, Seth Capello, Nick and Tony, Tesla Hitchhiker 42, John Schmidt, Stan Roth, Howard Anthony Smith, Jackson Wallace, Charles Galpin, Neil Weaver, Ryan from Las Vegas, and Darren Nickel, thank you all very much. And on the plaid level, also there we've got another new backer. Thank you, Ryan Knockit. Ryan, if I've mispronounced your last name, I know I sent you a note on Patreon trying to get the proper pronunciation. So if I uh, if I did miss that, if I did whiff on that, just let me know. Uh, check your Patreon messages there. I do my best. My my uh, high school and college German wants to do Knockit for N A C H I T but let me know if I've got it wrong on that. But anyway, Ryan, thank you so much for your support on Patreon. And thank you to the rest of the Plaid crew as well. George Cassiopo, David Brander, Alexi Heft, Logan Willis, Robert Maracle, Jason Chalukas, Joe Edgel, Tim Hyde, Lawton from Chicago, Peter Chalet, David Vakil, Ulrich Lassa, Eric Randolph, David Nondahl, Jerry and Mary Smith, Lyle Austin, Joel Sapp, dory and steve guberman jeremy tesla owners taiwan jeremy harris ron lee john cody charlie gillespie david Perella, sunil joseph dennis peak will steadman stig mickey jensen jeff angwin chase cabaneas the lydia family michael regal mark eversole chris beach aaron altshul steve radspinner jared brown Jerome Strack, Jared, by the way, uh, I know, Jared, you were looking for that performance seven-seat Model Y, so my apologies on that, my friend. Jerome Strack, Jamie Dalton, Noel and Lucy Murphy, my friend on Twitter, at Rodam, Eric St. Pierre, the Tesla owner's East Bay Club, shout out to all of you, Scott Gillis, Paul, and uh, finally, Paul Casarino. Thank you all so very much. And that will wrap it up. For episode 285 of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast. (sighs) Deep breath. Time for the rest of my holiday weekend here, which I'm uh, looking forward to. And Daisy the Boxer is passed out. I'm going to be passed out here in the not-too-distant future myself. I'm going to check out uh, WandaVision on Disney+. I'm not, like, that deep into the whole comic book MCU lore. So I'm kind of coming at this from just like a casual Marvel movie enjoyer. So hopefully that show is going to be fun. And If it is, maybe you'll hear about it as, uh, as my TV show recommendation for next week. But anyway, I hope you're having a wonderful weekend. I hope you have a great week. Happy electric motoring. And I will see you all right back here. Same time next week.